Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello, dear listener, and welcome to another episode of Everyone is Hot, the podcast that talks about your favorite stealth sex symbols and the film or TV show that turned you on to them. I'm Michael Stevens. And I'm Shelley Brooks. And, and ooh, oof. baby, we've got a really fun one today. Oh my God, I am so excited. We have a super cool guest, a fantastic playwright and fiction writer, Holly Roshan, everyone. Ooh, hello. Welcome, welcome, welcome. The children are so excited. Oh, wow. <laughs> Holly, do you like children? Uh, well, on a sexy podcast, the answer is not at all. Um, Correct. Yeah, really, okay. The children are so good. <laughs> There's, you know, we're, we're in a weird world where you got to define your answer to that question. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I realized mm-hmm. after I said it contextually, this is not the place to ask that question. Yeah. <laughs> we're not trying to like trap you here. <laughs> well, but, you know, if you've got a lot of children in a room ready to clap for me, I'll be for it. <laughs> she lives with the applause, applause, applause. That's why she's in the theater, darling. <laughs> yeah, Halle is an amazing playwright. I have had the privilege of, you know, reading in some of her plays and, or I guess only one of your plays, but a very good play. There's not that many of them. You know, plays are long and yeah. one, one of the significant number of my catalog. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so we're... That's not true. I have four or five, but yeah. Yeah, you've got like a significant. I, mean, I have a few, but you know, yeah. that, the one that you read in was the one, like you know, it's it's like the core heart play. It mm. mattered. It mattered to me more than a lot of them. So yeah, Ooh, I remember I, that fondly. So I have z- I have no context for this. So I'm very curious to know, like the general, uh, the general gist of uh, the of general the... gist of the play. What Shelley read an early draft, but it was like similar. Um, mm. Was I just hate the TV show Girls, or I did at the time in 2015 <laughs> or 2016 when I was yeah. writing the play, and I just yep. was like. I've n- I I want to write the play about the the like leftist women who are actually doing real things in the world that I have never seen on stage or on screen. Right. Um, so yeah, it was like a really Brechtian take on what a sort of like girls TV show might be if it were written by a radical anarchist. 
best I guess. Yeah. Yeah. We had we had labor. We had a race. We had God. We had all all yeah, the big things. I would watch the show. Email. If you want, I'll, I'll email you a PDF like after we do this. I would love. Oh my that. god! I would. I would. I would absolutely love that. Also, uh, whenever I have money, that's got to get executive produced. Um, like I want to watch that show. That's like Gen Z. Oh they god. love that. That's what the cl- the kids are clapping for. Um, I will say, oh my gosh! I, this is such a tangent for not movie related, but I will say the most number of like cold emails I've gotten from people saying they loved my play are like twenty year olds in college right now, and it is like it's that's that's who I want. You know what I mean? I'm like I don't really care about all the old dudes who are like this is yes. weird and says a lot. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that, gratifying. Like, oh. yeah. I'm. Oh God! I cannot wait. Yes, I so, cannot. Oh God, thank you. Yes, wait. I'm so excited. Yes. <laughs> well, we actually have an interesting theater connection in the movie that we're talking about today. So, Halle, who is your stealth sex symbol, and what movie are we going to be talking about? So, my stealth sex symbol, and I don't think she's stealth because I'm like mm. she's so hot. But she it's is not. She's hot. Yeah. Like she's like the hottest '40s actress. Um, but her the movie that we're talking about particularly is Clash by Night, which is based on a Clifford Odette's play. Um, and I will, so as I mentioned earlier, before we started recording, I sort of infamously don't like movies. Um, I think they're very confusing things like I like movies that are basically plays. And this movie is literally a play, uh, (laughs) which they used to do a lot. I'm really, you know, like early pre 55. Yeah. Um, but so this movie based on a Clifford Odette's play, um, and essentially it's a really classic love triangle, Mm -hmm. um, but Barbara Stanwyck plays this sort of uh, mature, over it woman, not your not your classic femme fatale or your her sort of earlier, uh, you know, girl movies. Um, mm. She's like she's like done with men in this movie. She's had I'm it. Really, oh, that's so hot to me. That's it's, like, it really is. That's it. <laughs> yeah, it's such a sexy character, and like you said, it's not like sexy in the like traditional Hollywood sense of the word, but it's like a true sort of like lived in interesting woman and I think it's very interesting that in the original production it was Tallulah Bankhead everyone's favorite old Hollywood lesbian like this is this is a a real like banger of a role for a certain type of actress that is like so hot and I think Barbara Stanwyck fucking nails it like she just she she, like lives inside of that anger so deeply Mm -hmm. and it's like oh that that sort of like like heterosexual rage is just really hot to me I'm like yeah be with me instead like yeah uh she has a line i'm gonna butcher it but it's something to the effect of like home the place you go when you've run out of places or some shit like that and i'm yes. like oh my god, oh my god. That's, like, that's like 20 minutes into this movie. Right? <laughs> yeah. it hits the ground running for sure with her like taking like breakfast shots like i mean it oh. is <laughs> yeah, only when i have a cold yes, yes. Oh. well michael for anyone who does not know the story of clash by night could you give us a quick synopsis Definitely. May Doyle comes back to her hometown a cynical woman. Her brother Joe fears that his love, uh, his love fish cannery worker Peggy may wind up like May. May marries Jerry and has a baby. She is happy but restless, drawn to Jerry's friend Earl. Now, one I'm of our re- worst. <laughs> I'm going to read this one more time and then we'll talk about it. Okay. Um, because we sourced these from IMDb and 
I don't know if it's that I can't read or these are uh, worded strangely. No, it's not um, you. It's not okay. you. Okay. A, a lot of bad sentences put together. Okay. Then in that case, we're not going to read it again. <laughs> we got the gist. We got the main points it. in there. Yeah. <laughs> well, but, I mean, I, love, I do love when the IMDb, like they focus on most of the wrong thing, like every time. <laughs> yes. Like, yes. Like Joe and Peggy are a very small part of this story and they are most of the synopsis. And honestly, if it wasn't Marilyn Monroe playing Peggy, I don't think you would include we, it in the synopsis at all. <laughs> to say about her when That's I was, right. I, I, I'm so glad that I, this was a first time view for me because, and I had no idea who was in it outside mm-hmm. of Barbara Stanwyck. So when Marilyn Monroe shows up as like the 20 something, I was like, Oh my God, like what the hell? Um, I, I know I saw her in the credits and I was like, talking about, like not sexy in this movie. You know yeah. what I mean? Or at mm. least personally, not to me. I'm like, oh, Marilyn, you're so boring. <laughs> oh, see, I, I mean, you're, you know what I mean? You're beautiful. Like yeah. we get it. You're so beautiful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I genuinely really liked her acting it. And honestly, like I okay. like live, I thought, especially as a contrast to Barbara Stanwyck, I thought yeah, that it was really, fair. and I think that like, there are so many actresses of the era, like in 52 that like, who would play the sort of ingenue kind of role in that, that I think would just be so nothing and like so forgettable and the fact that Mm. she has like a presence I was like okay I can see why you are a star you know that's fair and I will say that her whenever she's with Robert Ryan Mm. like it's weird and like like tense in the way that it should be and that like I think doesn't you can't that's like very Marilyn and like Robert Ryan being able to like latch onto what makes Marilyn Marilyn yeah two very horny actors and they are oh my god yeah yeah this is not like uh, robert ryan is another sex symbol of mine but not in this movie you know oh, like, yeah right that's a bad day of black rock episode no, uh, definitely yeah. not yes. in this movie <laughs> <laughs> not in this movie um but he but like his right his disgustingness mm. is is accurate yeah you can smell him through, I think, you know, through like, like he, mm. he's got a scent about him that is uh <laughs> It registers. Yeah. I mean, he is a character that is introduced with the line that, uh, you know, he is a movie projector and he thinks that women's faces are too perfect, that they should be cut up a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, oh, you never wanted to cut up a beautiful woman? Okay. You're like, not that complicated, Terry. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that sexy note, <laughs> before we get into huh. our main discussion, we like to get a little warmed up with something we call the sexy trivia game. Michael, what is the sexy trivia game? Well, it's not very complicated. It's just a little something to get the listeners slick for some movie chatting with a little movie trivia. Mm. I will kick us off. The original 1941 Broadway production starred Tallulah Bankhead as May and Lee J. Cobb as Jerry. Ooh, what a name. Sexy cast. Lee J. Cobb. (laughs) Great name, great actor. Halle, can you give us number B? Number B. Robert Ryan also worked in the original 1941 Broadway production, which ran for 49 performances at the Belasco Theater. He played Joe Doyle, the character portrayed in the movie by Keith Andrews. And I'm going to finish us off with number C. During filming, Marilyn Monroe's famous nude calendar photographs became public. Reporters and paparazzi constantly hounded and surrounded Monroe to the point of becoming a huge distraction for the production. How inappropriate. How rude. That's right. 
Way to objectify women. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Really fucked up. Especially like knowing the history of those like nude photos that she did them like so early in her career and like did not expect them to be uh, capitalized on like that. (laughs) Yikes. Yeah. She was a kid. Jesus. Like, wait. Did we just say this was her first movie with like top billing, I think? I think. Even though she was fourth, I think this was like. Yeah, it let me it was check. Like very early in her. Yeah, because I mean, it's seeing a star career. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like it's certainly very early. Because I'm thinking, like, when was um, like all about Eve? Because you know she's the girl sitting on the stairs. Oh, that's and, like she's the early, yeah, that's the yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I think she had a few. So she started in '47. So I mean, she'd had a few years, yeah. but I, she wasn't really. Oh, and I forgot she was in Asphalt Jungle, like in a small role. Oh, okay. so yeah, I mean, she had a few before this, but this is her first, I think, meaty, significant role. Yeah, like, like, yeah, yeah, top billing kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That's cool. just, that's so wild to imagine. Uh, just like, ah, we gotta, we, like, what are you, what are you doing, guys? <laughs> Marilyn, Fuck do you have it. anything to say about your titties? What do you have to say about them? Tell, tell me about it. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, it was Saturday. Like, chill the fuck out. I got a job. I got paid. Like, yeah. <laughs> They're good and people want to look at them and pay me money for them. That's yeah. I would be so curious what the relationship on set was like between Marilyn and Barbara Stanwyck because Barbara Stanwyck does not seem like she would uh, suffer any sort of foolishness like posing for I nudes. Say, I, I know a little bit of the answer, which is so Marilyn apparently missed her lines constantly mm. and Barbara was a ultimate pro about it and didn't bring it up once. Mm. She just acted around her. Wow, that's interesting. Oh my God. Yeah. I like, did a little trivia research for this. <laughs> oh, yes. You know, like, they're, they're so, um, their approach to everything seems uh, antithetical to each other. Oh, yeah, you know? polar opposites. Because, I mean, you know, Stanwyck is coming out of the studio system and she is, you know, a, a studied, you know, professional. I mean, she's like in those 30s, 40s movies that she was doing, you're not going to get any sort of like the, the method, you know, stuff that Marilyn was trying to do. Also, famous Republican. Uh, so. Uh. Well, can we talk about how that's a little bit sexy to me in like a really sexy <laughs> way? <laughs> that's so real, though. This is like the like right. If she were if she were straight up progressive, I feel like I'd be a little bit like, oh. And this is like you know the line in the movie where Robert Ryan is like, if if there isn't a dash of Tabasco, the meat tastes a little flat or something. Oh yeah, I feel yeah. Like the politics are like my Tabasco in this yeah. sense. Uh, if we were alive at the same time, I would be so deeply in love with you and trying to convert you to like my side, you know. <laughs> also, like, cause she, you know, she was like, she had a shitty childhood. Mm-hmm. On every, she was like an orphan and raised in foster homes, and yeah. like, I like, I don't know a lot, but it seems like there's a whole lot of abuse and trauma there, and yeah. like I, she strikes me as a Republican a little bit in the way that my dad is still a Republican, mm-hmm. and that like. He is like, it's that 1940s, 50s thing of like, like, we believe everybody should have a safety net, but you should be able to move yourself up from like a certain level. Mm -hmm. And we're just having such a different conversation about like Republicanism now that there, it's like, my dad is still having that conversation. She's dead. So she can't have that conversation. (laughs) I'm like, if you were alive now, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Can we talk about that? You know? Yeah. I think our our dads are on the same. Not the right woman. You know, I'm like, if you just, you're missing the lesbian in your life, you know, like (laughs) romance that makes you realize why you're wrong about these things. (laughs) Well, I mean, she's also, I mean, who knows if any of this is true? Cause I mean, so much of this comes from like Hollywood Babylon, which of course is like, you know, largely invented, but I mean, I, you know, she is kind of rumored to have been part of a, what was it called? The sewing circle that, you know, Oh, is she? Oh my gosh. That's happening. Well, I mean, all of them. That's the thing. It's like, so the sewing circle was this like idea of or like a so- social group, loose social connections, I guess, of like lesbians and bisexual women in like old Hollywood. 
um, Tallulah like Bankhead. You know, like they they like they like had a reason for meeting that was sort of feminine, but like the secret was they were all fucking. You know? Yeah, like, and it, it's uh-oh. like not a literal like sewing circle. I mean, it's just right. the, it's like a the, the web of all the like Hollywood lesbians who fucked each other basically, <laughs> like yeah. and they're like kind of like social connections. But so like Tallulah Bankhead, who was in the original uh, production on Broadway, she was known as kind of like a locus of it. I mean, she was like you know one of Hollywood's great lesbians. So. <laughs> Oh my God! This sounds like so many. I dream of Barbara Stanwyck having a lesbian affair at some point. I'm <laughs> right. like, I think she needs, she deserves that, you know. Right, and she also she so hard for so long. <laughs> I can ab- absolutely see her reconciling being a lesbian and being a Republican. Because uh, I also, mm, unfortunately, it, and it's like part of I think the sexiness of this role too is that like that kind of like world hardened thing like that feels like you would then be a Republican. <laughs> You know? yeah. yeah it's a little like fuck you i got mine or like i tr- i did what i had to do you need to do what you have to do exactly you know? uh, mm-hmm. this reminds mm-hmm. me of so many of the new residents of bushwick um <laughs> I- <laughs> but i don't live there anymore but i believe it yeah, yes. it, yeah. um it is expensive all right yeah <laughs> yeah for for the listeners hollywood smart I remember when they invented East Williamsburg. Oh, oh yes, you remember yeah. that. Oh, God, yeah. Okay, cool. Oh, you're with it. Oh, I didn't know you were from Bushwick. Oh. I, I, was, I, was in, I was in Williamsburg. I moved to Williamsburg in 2006 and then yeah. like progressively got priced out towards Bushwick. And yes. I finally left. I was off the Myrtle Broadway JMZ in like 2014 or 15, I think. Yeah. Yeah. When I, finally, I left, I moved to the Bronx and then I moved from New York. Yeah, yeah, I moved from <laughs> Bushwick to the Bronx to Bushwick. Again, oh, where in the Bronx were you? Uh, I was in Riverdale. Oh, nice! I was in like Montrose, like Fordham area. Okay, like, word. Yeah, yeah, nice. yeah. Like, but when they invented uh, East Williamsburg, that was that was really something as someone from the neighborhood. I was like, "What the fuck is this mm-hmm. place?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> what the fuck is this like one train stop that they're suddenly doubling the price for? Yeah, yeah. yep. <laughs> A real dark harbinger of things oh, yeah, to come. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oof. Well, anyway, the depressing New York real estate gentrification aside. Um... We've got a little hardened Barbara Stanwyck in us already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so Holly, tell us, what is your, your history with this movie and this character? Like, when did you first see this? So I saw this movie recently in my life, which means I think I saw, I mean, I saw it after I moved to Colorado, which was at the end of 2020. Um, and I, oh my gosh, I was in a bad place. I was like, like, however jaded we think Barbara Stanwyck is in this movie, like I was there and I was worse, you know, I was like, there is not a man alive that I want to speak to ever again. Like, not, like I was on the Zoom calls. Like, I remember. Shelly was there. Shelly witnessed them a lot of this. And, uh, and like, I just. I feel like I, I watched this movie not for Barbara Stanwyck, who I do have a history with of like having a deep crush on for other reasons, but I watched it because it was an, it was like more of an Odette's connection, I think, mm. for me at the time. It was like, I um, also around the time, Shelly and I and our other friend, who I think is a guest of the pod, Alex yes. Hare. Yes, we yeah. talked um, about Norma Rae. We, like, we like had a fun little movie. Like, so I famously don't like movies unless they are plays. Um, <laughs> but we, I was like, I needed an escape from the pandemic and from working in the theater, which I had been doing like so intensely for too long. Um, and so we were just watching movies and then I moved here and I just like, I don't have any friends here. There's like no social circles here. Everybody mm-hmm. is like married and drinks a lot. Um, <laughs> but I, so I just like, I was like in bed late at, you know what I mean? I was like probably really fucking stoned. And I just was like, I'm going to watch the Odette's adaptation or whatever. Um, and I like really the moment that she walks on stage and or like the moment she sits down at that bar and has her whiskey and like I think it's that line it's the um, Jerry the sort of like lovable dope who becomes her husband oh. like 
sees her and recognizes her and like questions her drinking a shot or whatever and she's like only when I have a cold and it's just like she's so over this question you know what I mean she's so like get the fuck out of my life yeah. like, who cares if I'm, you know what I mean you have nothing to say to me um and then she just like walks out and I just was like I was like you are like oh my god like I, I don't know you represent all of the sort of like sexual anger that I have felt in my life and you're also like really really independent and confident about that in you and mm. it was just, like I just hadn't like been that sort of aroused by like a personality in like a minute you know yeah um, and so that and just like and I do I really love Barbara Stanwyck I'll say the movie that turned me on to her probably originally is Ball of Fire yes uh, which maybe we'll come back to you at some point when I say <sighs> hearing some things um yes. but like so you know I, I like recognized I always I always thought she was beautiful and I always really liked um she has a sort of like intellectual gravitas mm -hmm. no matter what she's doing um and I also some of the trivia that I found just like in loving her in the last few <laughs> weeks um I, she so I guess she famously said acting is thinking mm. and I just like that like that makes so much sense to me for her as like an actor mm. and that's really sexy to me like I just I you know the things that I write are for really intellectual women they have a lot of words in them they have a lot of like nuance to what the woman is feeling when she's speaking mm -hmm. and I just think that Barbara Sandwick has always gotten that for me and like this movie I think just it's like not a I don't like I don't think it's a great movie in general and mm. I actually it's um, I don't know if we'll talk about the ending, but the ending is terrible. The ending of this movie is very terrible. And <laughs> yes, I think it's making him mad. And it should. It should make you mad. It's a yeah. stupid ass ending. Yeah. Um, and it is not how the play ends. Mm. Um, they just it was like a Hollywood, we need a happy ending yeah, instead code. of a very sad yeah, ending. It was yeah. bullshit. It was just like, wait, this is from another movie. Like it's from another movie. This yeah. is not it's from a it's from a studio executive's mind who was like, Well, you can't have everybody die. <laughs> yeah. We have so, the Hades code to thing. Him and then murder every, you know what I mean? Yeah. So this um, I guess this is my biggest question. Like, how is it supposed to end? How should so it I've end? never read. So this I, the play script is like unfindable because it was such a mm. flop and like it's not really published anywhere or whatever. But so I this is all hearsay. I know that okay. it ends very violently, um, but I'm fairly certain that Jerry does murder Earl, mm. and then yep. and then there's a sort of like 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 his his coming to terms with that because he's never hurt anybody before. Mm. Yeah, and like sort of like big dissolution and like all of this like falls apart at yes. the end. Yeah, rather than perfect him sense. Not Earl and her being like, I love you anyway. Like I love you actually. Just kidding. No, yeah. never mind. Not all of That's that. Where it felt like it was going. It's just like, ah, damn, this guy's a monster and he's going to kill this other fucking monster. Mm -hmm. And uh, she's just got to hightail it on out of there. Yeah. Um, that's right. huh. And that's not at all how this ends. It ends with them being like, oh, we're in love and everything is fine. We'll just pretend this never happened. <laughs> yeah. It's truly it's insane. It's like unhinged. But I mean, like the Hays Code at the time, it's like you can't have right. like a mother abandoning her child. If she, if yeah. she does, I mean, she would have to be punished by being like killed or like, but yeah, I, it's, it's a, it's strange discomforting into like what is up until then, like such a, a, a fascinatingly dark and bleak and kind of mean movie. Um, yeah. It's really mean. I like that. I like that adjective for this movie. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, and it's like we said earlier, like, you know, the scene where she first meets Earl, Robert Ryan, who, you know, is a scumbag in this movie, but I mean, he is like magnetic to watch because he's just so like uh, over like just so he, he seems to have like evil like irk, like leaking yeah. from his pores like, <laughs> like the moment he, i'm like you're a serial killer like you're yeah but yeah but i mean it is really interesting that like yeah from from the minute he's introduced i mean we get her as this like hardened character from the beginning but like she doesn't seem cruel necessarily but the minute he enters the picture like it it takes this like very mean 
mean turn like him talking about like cutting up women's faces and like and even just like the setting of it like they're in the projection booth in the movie theater and just like hearing the rattling of the projector like and seeing like the the film going like it feels violent yeah so that spoke to you in, in 2020. Oh my God, that's, that's so hot. Well, it, what I also think is really interesting, like that's a great, that's a great point in general about his character because it, what I think is also, again, like the plot of this movie is like really basic. Mm-hmm. It's like really, really just like yeah. woman marries a man because she kind of doesn't know what else to do and then she meets somebody else and she's more attracted and they have an affair and then everybody's miserable, right? Mm-hmm. Like, but, but like the character work for each of the people I think is real like the or maybe it's just like acting with a capital A from everybody mm-hmm. across the board but it's like because because what I think is so interesting even though like Earl Robert Ryan's like misogyny towards women is really familiar mm-hmm. what I think is also for me like what got me more was that it's familiar because it's based in a place of him feeling vulnerable yeah uh, like around women and I think that like when he and Barbara Stanwyck like they, when they first kiss for the first like he sort of conv- he like has this outpouring of like love and rage at the same time kind of at her where he's like I love you you're married what do you want me to do about this whatever um and then you know something happens and they get interrupted and then when she comes back in he's like very mean to her mm-hmm. and she flat out said like she calls him out she's like you're 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 aggressing because you think I've seen you naked for a minute mm-hmm. and like you know, a moment ago, you needed me more than life. And he like, can't handle that. Yeah. Like, that's exactly it. Like, that's his whole problem, his whole movie. And he can't handle that at all. And that like, for me, that's the only thing that maybe, maybe a little bit like, forgives the ending for me, because yeah. I'm like, I, I do think that she knows when if she leaves with this guy, mm-hmm. like her life is awful. Like mm-hmm. she is not yeah. like sure she has really good sex that she's not having with Jerry. Mm-hmm. But like, that's kind of it. And like, I just like, again, having having sort of like fled New York City on like, like just like it felt like an impulse but it was also like the only impulse that I had left in me that was like I have to get out of like if I stay in this situation the person that I am that I don't like will be stuck that person Mm -hmm. and like I can't do that anymore like that like I don't know I got there with her at the end even Mm -hmm. though I didn't get anything else in terms of like the plot of that um but but for me it was that it was like that this man cannot he he is not capable of being vulnerable with women without Mm -hmm. also hating them for it and that is an unsafe that's that's it that's like the deep unsafe situation for all women you know oh i mean i literally thought like this man is going to kill her like yeah totally i was like yes yes you will die at this man's hand somehow yeah yeah (laughs) yeah well so to go back a little bit to you talking about um stanwick saying that you know acting is thinking something that I find really interesting in her performances is like, so, you you know, you compared the characters that you write who are these very intelligent women, but your women tend to be like hyperverbal. And I think something interesting about Stanwyck's intelligence on screen is that she's, she's not, she doesn't seem like an an educated intelligence necessarily. She just seems like an innate intelligence. And there, there is something to her like cunning and to her ability to be quiet as well, that I think is the same in, the same, but also manifested in like such opposite ways in, like you said, ball of fire. And in this film, like, you know, she's so fun and like full of life and ball of fire and she's so sexy, but she has that like crafty cunning the entire time. And in this one, the intelligence feels so sort of like dark and grounded and like deep in her, you know? Oh, her one, like, I mean, first of all, this script, because it's Odette's, like, I, like, the script, the dialogue in the script, like, if you give me a movie that has a bad plot, but it has good dialogue, I will go mm-hmm. the whole way with you. Um, And I just think every line that she has is, like, a little savage and very smart, you know? I love the line um that, like, I would let him turn my teeth into a pocket watch, I think. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, 
just that. Or, or uh, you impress me as a man who needs a new suit of clothes or a new love affair, but doesn't know which. Oh my God. So God, it's so yeah. good. Well, so if ball of fire was the first one that sort of introduced you to her, like what was your history with that movie? Like, when did you see that? I feel like I can't, I can't even tell you. I feel like that was a movie that came into like, I, there are so like, I, I, I was thinking about this, but in preparation for the, my, my preparation for the podcast was being like, how did I first find Barbara Stanwyck and why do I love her? Um, and like, I, also, I, can't, I feel like I've, I've been aware of her as long as I've been aware of like, like, like this era of movies. Mm -hmm. um, and like, so when I was a senior in high school, one of our like bullshit classes we got to take was film studies and we just classes, watched, God. oh my God, right? It was like the A that everybody got and yeah. we watched like the AFI top 100 or whatever. Yeah. Um, Amazing. And I think, like, I'm sure, I, I, I think we saw Double Indemnity in there mm. and I think that was where I was like, th that was like a movie for me where I was like, this woman is fucking hot. You saw that um, anklet coming like, down the stairs. <laughs> oh my God. And uh, just, like, again, I'm like there's like, like, that, it's, the, the darkness of that. Like I was, I was an emo kid in high school and I was like, oh, the what? darkness. <laughs> I can't believe it. <laughs> um, as I'm like wearing all black in the middle of summer in Colorado. Um, but, but, but the thing about Ball of Fire is uh, like, the Barbara Stanwyck thing, I think got me in that movie like forever mm -hmm. because that's it, like, she is so, she's like a wisecracking dame. She, every line of hers is solid. It is smart. It is sassy. And like, as a writer, like that movie is so deeply filled with like tricks of language, not just mm -hmm. puns, but like, wait, like, like it, it almost, the joy of that movie is just like writers getting to write why they love English so much. Yeah. And like, that yeah. is so fucking nerdy that I am so <laughs> into it. Um, and I just think like, yeah, I mean, look, she's stunning. Like she's, what if she's like 20 in that movie? She's so young in that movie. And she is yeah. just like, mm -hmm. she's got the legs and she's got the dresses and she's got the hair. And like, she's like a gangster's white girlfriend and she's like mm -hmm. got the, the diamonds to prove it or whatever. But I, but like she, she does retain that sort of I'm from the streets, like, like earthiness that mm -hmm. just she brings to every character. And I think like, I have a different movie preparing, so I guess I can say this now. Um, yeah. Like, like I, I would pair Clash by Night and Ball of Fire really well together because mm -hmm. I think, like, I just think they're perfect bookends for like wanting yeah. to have sex with Barbara Stanwyck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you so like, like sort of pre jaded and then post jaded, and I'm mm -hmm. like, oh, you just like you age like a fine wine. You're so hot. <laughs> yeah, and it's interesting. Like, so famously, Ball of Fire and The Lady Eve came out in the same year, both in 1941, mm -hmm. and so Ball of Fire, directed by Howard Hawks, with the script by uh, Billy Wilder and Charles Brackett. Um, the Lady Eve is a Preston Sturges film. And it's really interesting to me, like thinking about her intelligence as an actor. And I know that I just said that she's not sort of like necessarily hyperverbal, but it, it's just that she's not got the sort of like almost like neurotic self-referentiality that you sometimes associate with intelligent characters. Like she does tend to play these like earthier down, down to earth characters. But that said, she's got this incredible facility with language. Cause I mean, she, she like beautifully and perfectly did the dialogue of some of the, like the, the best and the most important writers of like, you know, the golden age of Hollywood. I mean, if you can do Billy Wilder and Brackett, if you can do Preston Sturges and you can do Odette's and you can all do them with the same facility, like that's incredible. Yeah, absolutely. And I think did she ever does any did she ever win an Oscar for anything? Do we know this? Oh, I think she did. I feel like it was for like I mean, as is you know usually the case uh, with a lot of these like classic actors. I think it was for like one of her, uh, maybe not lesser films, but I think you know not the okay. ones that like we think of as her 
her major ones let's see yeah she like I, just, I guess I, oh. I I always like she never I don't know like Joan Crawford like I feel like Barbara Stanwyck for all, like she I I don't know I think she's one of the all-time greatest actresses that mm-hmm. I've ever seen on screen and like I do also think well I don't think she's a stealth sex symbol I do think like she does seem to sort of get neglected in the mm-hmm. pantheon of like golden age movie stars or at yeah. least like the hot women movie stars I guess yeah I don't know. And I'm like, yeah, I'll take you over over Marilyn any day. <laughs> and, and I think that that's true because, I mean, she's got like a very, not unusual face, but she, I mean, she doesn't have the, like the softness of a lot of the, both in her physicality and in, you know, her mm-hmm. demeanor of, you know, some of the the big, you know, leading ladies of that era. Like, I mean, she's she's not an Irene Dunn, you know, she's totally. she's got a hardness that I think some men find scary. <laughs> And, 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 like, I guess, and I think oof. that probably helps because, you know, she did grow up like on the mean streets of Brooklyn or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. it, they, like I think that there's a lot of like, I, I don't know, maybe, I don't know, maybe I just project too much on her because I like her so much. <laughs> but like, I, like it, it seems like she sort of has a self behind like what she's doing, like acting mm-hmm. feels like, I, I don't know, a lot of actors... I'm into seeing the person behind the acting as much right. as I can appreciate like a Daniel Day Lewis who like disappears or whatever. Right. Um, Not like that. Just, I like I like I like to think that like there's a real human being inside of Barbara Stanwyck, you know? Mm. Yeah. Um, and she was she was nominated four times. She did not win a competitive yeah, I, Oscar. I, was like, I think she's like not. Yeah, she's. They like, gave yeah. her they gave her an honorary award in 1982, and she did win an Emmy award in the 60s uh, mm, for playing. Snapped some widow but like it's <laughs> but fucking I, bullshit it's like some western i will say i assumed that it was going to be for like one of her lesser roles that she got nominated because that seems to be the the trend with a lot of actors but i mean this is like a very solid lineup stella dallas ball of fire double indemnity and sorry wrong number are the ones she was nominated oh for yes. so that's a, that's a perfect day of movie going right yeah there. exactly yeah. <laughs> that's a quadruple feature i would very yeah. much like to go to Oof, honestly we might have to we might have to watch all all well, four of them um, yeah. oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i would be so down so do you find that she i mean you mentioned that she's the type of actor that you tend to like um so in terms of like the crushes that you have when you watch movies do you find that she's kind of the the paradigm there <laughs> i don't i feel like I, in movies and like outside of movies i feel like i don't have a paradigm which is very frustrating to me honestly <laughs> because like I, like I've always you know I said this to my therapist like last week which I was talking about my relationship issues and I like I like I just there's something about a person like an individual human being that gets me or like mm-hmm. there's a person or there's a vibe or something that gets me more than any like physical type or gender kind of thing mm-hmm. um so I guess what I'll say is as much as I have a paradigm like I like it is that sort of like intellect like like hard intellectual like confidence that I'm really drawn mm. to in her that I think I'm attracted to in many other people who maybe don't resemble Barbara Stanwyck in a lot of ways um <laughs> like or like or as we were talking about her sort of her sort of intelligent stoicism is really mm. like sexy to me like I'm a, I'm a huge western fan for a lot of reasons and like the John Waynes never do it for me right like of I'm like not. fully <laughs> here for Lee Van Cleef who like doesn't yeah. say anything but like smolders the whole time you know like yes. uh, I think especially I also, I think, I, I mean, I love, I love that Barbara Stanwyck has done so many great writers' movies, but I also, like, because I'm a writer, like, I, I'm, I'm really interested in when uh, actors can take lines or not very much dialogue and then mm-hmm. turn them into something really interesting on screen, yeah. which I think is much harder to accomplish in the theater. Um, mm-hmm. So I just, like, that, that it, like, a little bit of something that I can never really get to in my own art or I'm not really interested in pursuing in my own art, mm-hmm. like, created by this 
person who is like like sexy and articulate and like a little bit removed from me or emotionally unavailable like <laughs> oh, if you give me an emotionally unavailable person that's what it is. <laughs> i mean preach into the choir here <laughs> i have some sympathy in the room but <laughs> yeah no it's yeah it's really true and i mean i think that even just like on like barbara stanwick's like attractiveness like on a, a physical level i think is so interesting again to go back to comparing ball of fire and clash right. by night and you know in ball of fire you know you mentioned that she's like 20 years old in that movie which insane uh you know we talk a lot on this podcast about how you know we watch older films and we find out the age of the actors and we're like oh they felt like adults and like most people that age acting now and i mean it's you know a cultural shift you know not just in the movies but like they they feel more like children um but that said she's got that kind of like young like juiciness to her almost and i was really fascinated by like her silhouette in clash by night because i mean Mm. she's like the thinnest i think i've ever seen her that gives her this like very interesting like angularity and especially when you see her in the like scenes with the baby like you know i think you're used to like in movies seeing like a a warmth and a roundness or whatever around children and like to see her angularity performing these like motherly tasks what i think was like a really interesting image yeah i will say just on that like her costumes in this movie are fantastic like underrated i costume design i I want every dress in this movie that she's wearing and i think (laughs) like they sort of interestingly accentuate that sort of like and i was you know i was wondering a little bit it's robert ryan is so tall i was like are you also trying to do a little bit of like you know visual adjustment here because Mm -hmm. there's a lot of disparity but like yeah there's her yeah her physicality in this movie I also maybe this was on IMDb, but like I was, I was reading reviews for this, you know, user reviews, which is a bad idea. But somebody, you know, some some fucking guy said because I guess her, she's in her forties, I think, in this movie, mm-hmm. and he basically said she's too old to play this part. And I was like, bullshit. What the fuck? Almost every man in this movie is ten years older than her. Like, shut up. <laughs> But That's I, but so like, it was just, they, like, I, that was, it was just sort of an interesting moment again to sort of see what other people could be, see, like, that sort of objectification of what, what somebody would be expecting to see mm. if what there the was a fuck? woman in a movie who is the object of a love triangle that became so passionate, you know? Yeah. Like, you can't, like, you shouldn't look like Barbara Stanwyck. You shouldn't be angular. You should have curves. You should, mm. yeah, whatever, whatever, Ugh. whatever the sort of, um, stereotype would be people really I guess look for that you know Meanwhile, yeah. I'm like you're so hot because you're not that that's like not right. what I thought <laughs> yeah exactly and I mean you mentioned the costumes and it is interesting how many scenes we have of her like dressing and undressing and we get this sort of you know uh, obviously like there are limitations for the the time when the movie was made but like we get these like interesting little peaks at like the the potential of nakedness <laughs> Can I say, I don't, maybe this is, maybe this is something that i noticed but maybe this is a code thing that you guys because i thought it's it's really interesting to me that the first time so she like the, jerry who is the lovable dope like mm-hmm. really wants to go out with her and she's really she's kind of ambivalent about it but like the very first time that he comes to her house to pick her up she comes out like half dressed she's yeah. buttoning up her yeah. sweater mm-hmm. and i was like that is like uh, like I yeah I, I was like is this in t- like I don't know there's a lot there that I have questions about in terms of the making mm. of a movie like are we are, am I supposed to read into that am I not supposed to read in like you know what I mean I don't oh know. I think yeah. absolutely yeah but I mean but also like really yeah really forward for a mm-hmm. woman who like is really saying no you know what I mean yeah yeah <laughs> um, yeah oh absolutely and like and I think that it does such those little details like that go such a far way in like communicating about their relationship because i mean paul douglas who plays jerry and like he, like you say he's like this big lovable oaf and like he 
yeah, you get that tension immediately. Like when you know that this like kind of shy man is standing there as she is buttoning up her top in a way that feels, even though it's such a small gesture, it feels so enormous. Yeah. Yeah. You understand why he had like, you know, probably should have killed the guy, didn't kill the guy because of, because it's 1952. (laughs) Yeah. We all know that he really did though. Yeah, exactly. Like if I don't like an ending of a movie, I just make up my own ending and then that's I like that. I like that approach. That's the approach that I, that I took with this one. (laughs) He's dead. Yeah. We all know. Come on. (laughs) Well, it sounds like, you know, she was a pretty, relatively early crush if you first saw her in high school but i mean do you remember the first time you saw someone in a movie and like truly like fell for them uh you know what i will say you guys have already done this and so i feel like i'm gonna but like i think it was kira knightley and bennett like beckham i feel like that movie just like that was the movie where i just was like these people are like I was like that's also a movie where I'm like I don't know how it ended I don't care how it ended they ended up together do you know what I mean? like yeah they, yeah, yeah I feel yeah. like every queer woman does that with that movie we're all like mm-hmm. we know we know yeah. what happened that was like I saw I probably went to that movie like I remember seeing it I think with my mom in like our like little like indie like indie cinema in mm-hmm. Fort I was in Fort Lauderdale Florida um and uh and I also and it was like one of the that movie theater was next to the mall and it was like one of the very few places that I was allowed to go by myself relatively like age four, 13 or 14 I think nice. and like I went to that movie by myself so many times like I was like don't do that again like what what are these hot ladies doing playing soccer like oh and, and like I think I was like because I came out as bisexual in high school like I, I was like relatively comfortable with my sort of general pansexuality relatively early but that was a like that was a movie where I was still not totally sure what was going on with why I liked it so much. And then yeah. I like, I like the reason that I like it so much is Keira Knightley in a sports bra. And like, yes. I, can't, <laughs> I don't know yeah. what to tell you, you know? Like, That's so funny. Yeah. Cause I remember like all of my like little friends having such a crush on what's his name? Jonathan Reese. The, is, oh yeah. Oh my God. I know. I think he's so, no, no, I think he's so ugly. I know. <laughs> I was like not into him. I was like, yeah, I would be like with them being like, yeah, he's, he's so hot. And like, all I could think about was like her washboard abs. Oh my God. That's it. Like, oh, the hip bones. Oh. Like, like, I, I will, I, I mean, I like, again, I have a fondness for like types of all kinds, but like, <laughs> I do like, I guess maybe in terms of like, a particular person that I am always like going to look at whether Mm -hmm. I want to or not is like a sort of like lanky, tall, like, like, like lean woman, you know? And Mm -hmm. I think that again, in class by night, Barbara Stanwyck, she is like, she's, she is thin, like she's noticeably thin. And I'm a little, like, Mm -hmm. I'm a little worried about you, Um, but I'm also like, Oh, you're so hot. Like, can I take care of you? Like, can I feed you soup? Like, can we, yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, it is so striking, especially, like, you know, seeing those types of bodies on screen, just, like, seeing the angles that they can make. It's, like... Oh, a little, like, masculine energy. Oh, yeah. It's so, it's so sexy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's really cool. And, like, I think, especially, like, thinking about in Clash by Night, some of the photography in the movie is, like, so beautiful with that, like, black and white. And, like, it, sometimes it does feel like a stage play. So it feels almost yeah. expressionistic sometimes seeing mm. her silhouette, like, against Oof. the backgrounds of these sets. Like, it and, like, the sort of, like, yeah, the, all the, like, lines and the angles to it like I think really contribute to that yeah yeah oh that's a really good one oh god bend it like Beckham that was god you know for women of a certain age we just like it (laughs) fucked us up on a lot of levels yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah, on a lot of levels because I definitely was never going to have uh that stomach either and (laughs) that became a goal it was like do I want to be you or do I love you like or both or like yes 
I think that's the constant dilemma of every crush on on the show. That, that, that's the crush, right? It's like I just want to yeah. consume you. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, exactly. Oh my gosh. Well, yeah. so you you've said that you're not. A, oh, sorry, Michael. What were you gonna say? No, I, I was just going to say like I saw Bend It Like Beckham as an adult, but the movie that did that same thing for me was Remember the Titans. For reasons yes. I didn't understand, because I was like, oh, we're in a locker room, a place I'm yes. not usually um, a lot in this movie. And oh we got God. fucking it's like it's the most attractive I've ever found, like Ryan Gosling or like any of those guys. Mm. But yeah, a lot was of he it sunshine. Was, uh, I believe it was either him or this dude, Kip Pardue. There's two blonde haired white guys. Uh, <laughs> it might it might have been him. But there yeah, was, he did kiss a guy on the lips in that movie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I always think of that sunshine. Yeah, yeah sunshine. <laughs> like, he's so coded in that. But. So coded. <laughs> oh, oh it's so good. Oh, man. Yeah, speaking of theater, uh, did you know Taylor Adamson, the playwright? I don't think so. Okay. A friend of mine who was an assistant on a an Annie Baker show. Um, but White Coach was one of the main main characters in it. Oh my god! <laughs> the oh, entire time I was watching, I was like pointing at the stage, and be like White Coach. Oh, White Coach! Ah, I love White Coach, <laughs> whose name is uh uh, I it, it escapes me. Yeah, um, he's he's like a big like audiobook guy, I think as Will well. Patton. Will Patton. I was going to call him not Kevin Costner. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's White Coach slash not Kevin Costner. Uh, slash apparently he was like a Merchant Marine or something for a while. Fascinating guy. So. Okay. <laughs> he had some... I love, like I love when you work in the theater and then suddenly like some random like yeah like the film actor from like your childhood shows up in front of you like you're like wait you're in you're the guy in the thing yeah right <laughs> you're doing a play that's so fun it's thrilling oh my gosh <laughs> well so we've got you know the Stanwick the Knightley like kind of similar types I mean are there any other like particular movie performances as a non non movie lover who happens to know a lot about movies like you say you don't like them yeah, but, like, yeah I was you're like, very knowledgeable I know like I like the movies that I like I really really like yeah. but I, like, I haven't you know I haven't seen a new movie in like years like Fair. I could care less about Barbie or Oppenheimer like I like I, I really like I don't know maybe I like film or whatever like I just or like I find the things that I like and then I really like them and then I love mm -hmm. to talk about them um, yeah yeah I guess like I, I really like I just I, like probably I could name a lot of them if we weren't like talking about it right now um, yeah. every time I think of it like a movie that I'm like I'm like oh that person oh I will say I do have one other one but I might want to save it for the end because it's in my pairing okay um, but the, yeah, I guess like the other one that's a big one for me is Lee Van Cleef in like all of the spaghetti yeah, westerns, like all good. of the Sergio Leone movies. I just like, I, again, there's something about the like, like a little bit of an awkward face and like a deep <laughs> like stoic demeanor. And like, he's always the good guy, even if he's the bad guy, even though yeah. he's the bad guy when he's the good guy, you know, you're just like, yeah. oh my God, I'm so conflicted. I love you. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> um, so good. I think, I, think, I think the Western genre in general is underrated and like mm -hmm. overlooked these days. I'm like pushing for a Western comeback. Um, oh, we're going to have you back and talk about Westerns. Oh, I cannot wait. But uh, what? what? <laughs> Sorry, oh, Michael, what is I, no, I was oh. saying I can't. I cannot wait to talk about. Oh yes! Oh my god! Bring me. Like, <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that one day. Um, yeah. Like, yeah, new westerns are bad, but old westerns are. Bad. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. Well, I, so I mean, I think that this is a perfect segue to talk about our pairings. So you know, as the listeners know, we like to uh, take the movie that we're talking about and either pair uh, a movie or a TV show uh, now open to TV shows um, that we think we they'd either make a good double bill or we think they could enlighten each other or we think it would just be something that 
someone who enjoyed this movie would also enjoy. So you interpret that however you like, but you have said that you have been thinking about this for weeks, Holly. So we'll start with you. <laughs> right. Well, I will say, um, I, I think my, my sort of, uh, I, I think qualifier as mentioned and this movie are perfect bookends and that would be a great choice. Yeah. But I also, my, the actual choice I think is golden boy. Um, mm. another Clifford O'Dell's adaptation yeah. with Barbara Stanwyck in it. And I think that, first of all, it's a much more faithful adaptation to mm. the play than this movie is. And I think her her part is not great in that movie or in mm. that play. Like, Myrna Lloyd is not, she's like not great. But I, but, mm. but, but, but I think, again, Barbara Stanwyck is able to bring so much behind what little she has to give. Mm. And it's another movie slash Odette's play where classically like the woman is 10 steps ahead of everybody else and like none of them have anything except for she tells them how to get it and like you know she's the orchestrator of everything that happens even though she's the one sort of like waiting for a man to give her something in return you know mm-hmm. um so I think that's a really interesting that's that's gonna be my pick and then my other self-sex symbol that. in that movie is Lee J. Cobb because I yes. think Lee J. Cobb in that movie particularly as um the gold uh oh my god I can't, I've, I've seen this play so many times what's the <laughs> William Holden. Uh, oh my God! What's the Golden Boy's name? Oh my God! Oh, oh God! I can't. Yeah, uh, it's like uh, I, I think yeah. Tom Moody is the it's Tom is the top character. Um, Joe, right? No, it is Joe. Is it Joe? Yeah, it's yeah. Joe Bonaparte. His last yeah. name is Bonaparte. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so the um, he plays Joe Bonaparte's father, and I think on I think on Broadway he played Tom Moody. Mm-hmm. Um, DJ Cobb has been in this play forever, but just yeah. that particular character in Lee J. Cobb is so warm and like Mm. artistic and open Ah. and loving and just like as the patriarch of a family to display that and he Mm. like it's just I'm like I want to marry you like you're a good husband like you are the man that we have not seen in any of these movies being a good person you know Um, and that is like so beautifully sexy to me Um, so that's my choice oh that's really good I also famously am a big fan of the a musical adaptation of Golden Boy that Sammy Davis Jr. was in on Broadway whoa so many times but I have never seen is it actually good Shelly it's not like good quote unquote but I love the cast recording because Sammy Davis Jr. is is great on it I mean he was too old for the part I mean he also Sammy Davis Jr. like playing a boxer like come on I mean he's like a a featherweight I guess he can do it yeah what do they call them like bantamweight (laughs) (laughs) yeah no he yeah it's a a bit of a stretch and apparently like the production was kind of a mess but it was one of the like early like interracial couples on uh in Mm -hmm. like a Broadway musical and there are a couple of songs that are like genuinely beautiful and he sounds incredible on them. Okay, cast I'm all about cast recordings. If I don't yeah. have to watch the whole musical, I Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll send you like the songs that you should skip to on it. Cool. Like there there are a couple of good YouTube videos of him singing some stuff from Golden nice. Boy yeah, that's I'm, like I'm really, that. really lovely. Um but yeah, that's a great choice. I love that. And like Golden Boy, underrated movie, I think, um, by an oh. underrated, I think today director, Ruben Memulian, I think is how you pronounce it, who did hmm. like Queen Christina. Um, he did the uh Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde with Spencer Tracy. He did Love Me Tonight. So it's it's one yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely one worth checking out. Great choice. Um, what about you, Michael? Um, so I was grappling with this uh because I thought of like, all right, what's like every movie I know about uh, you know, a woman starting over or mm-hmm. uh, you know, demonic men, uh <laughs> <laughs> brutal alienation. Mm-hmm. And I thought about Blue Velvet, but that felt wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I thought about Chung King Express because this movie is kind of like two movies in, in the sense that there's, you know, there's two very clear halves of it. It feels yeah. like two separate movies. Um, but that doesn't feel right. And then I thought of Unmarried Woman, which mm-hmm. 
is does not match the vibe at all. And I could it, see that though, actually. I think that's interesting. But I, I think the pairing that I would want to go on record um, <laughs> as saying is uh, Red Desert, um, which was a movie, uh, a movie I watched in uh, early in the pandemic. I was very isolated, uh, very much by myself and uh, in my my feelings and just <laughs> I wanted to feel something. And so um, it's uh, Michelangelo Antonioni, 1960s. Uh, an industrial area. Um, the synopsis that I pulled describes uh, Monica Vitti's character, Juliana, as unstable, um, but she is not. She's just, <laughs> you know, coping with life. Um, and she starts an affair with a co-worker at the plant uh, that her husband manages. Uh, I believe he's played by Richard Harris, um, who I think is low-key, uh, very attractive in a way that nobody talks oh, yeah. about. Because, oh, yeah. you know, I feel like most people think of him as fucking Dumbledore when like you know yeah they he, don't know he was like a little Irish bruiser they don't know they don't fucking know um, that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but the movie is uh dreary as fuck <laughs> uh, um and it it met me where where I was kind of navigating the the pandemic pretty early so I would definitely mm. recommend this one with uh with Red Desert I love that. Yeah. yeah I'm going to come and watch that movie for sure. Yeah. yeah. Yes. It's <laughs> a good one. That's my aptitude for a movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think I went in a similar vein to you, Michael, in choosing something that is uh, deeply bleak, um, but also I think has some interesting parallels in, in the plot. Um, I actually texted Halle about this as I was watching Clash by Night. Um, this is one that I had heard about for years and had never gotten around to watching until pretty recently and now i'm completely obsessed with it um it's okay. on the criterion channel it's called cutter's way um it's Ooh. directed by yvonne posser who is like a big czech new wave director but it's one of his american movies um starring jeff bridges and john hurd um it is oh, a I love john hurd oh. he, he is truly incredible. Like, I mean, he's like blowing the doors off in this movie. Like he's, he he's not does. like, <laughs> he's not like being subtle in this film, but he is incredible. Um, and also Lisa Eichhorn is um, the third lead in it. And she is true. She's mind blowingly like she, her performance is incredible. She's so beautiful. It's maybe one of my favorite performances I've seen in recent years. Um, but it's like a 1981 film that definitely feels like a 70s movie. It's like truly just oh. kind of like the, the tail end. Mm. Yeah, it's the tail end of the 70s in this one. It doesn't yeah. feel like an 80s movie at all. Um, but it is like a sort of neo-noir. It's a, a California noir, which I love. I love the contrast of, you know, the California sun and these like, you know, dark ugliness underneath. Um, but yeah, it is. But the thing that really uh, makes it an interesting parallel to Clash by Night for me is that it, I love movies about... Um, fucking and cucking and that is what this movie is oh, fucking, about. <laughs> <laughs> fucking and cucking um it is a sort of like love triangle so the you know, I mean the main story is uh that you know jeff bridges is this kind of you know he he's never looked like more handsome he's beautiful in this movie but he's this kind of like layabout kind of like going nowhere guy who like works on a boat and his uh you know friend is this guy cutter who is like a vietnam vet who has like had a, a leg and arm and an eye blown off uh so <laughs> now he's like this dissolute alcoholic who just like spends his days like you know 
going out and drinking and then like crashing his car into his neighbor's uh, car <laughs> and like and making trouble delight. for his wife. And then Lisa Eichhorn <laughs> plays his wife Mo, also an alcoholic who just sits around the house all day like drinking vodka. Um, but there is like this really interesting dynamic between the three of them, where like so Cutter and Mo are married, um, but Bone uh, Jeff Bridges, it's like he you know is kind of lives at their house yeah and it's like very much understood that he and mo are fucking and like they kind of acknowledge it and like cutter kind of laughs it off but he also is clearly like furious about it like it's just a great like weird oh uncomfortable love triangle where like <laughs> oh like God. and like and just like the i mean it's kind of like in this movie like you know Jerry is like this big oaf and then Robert Ryan is like the you know the hunky guy God, and like you know I Jeff Bridges it. is so beautiful and then John Hurd's character is all like mangled and fucked up and like mm. drunk and like and he just God. he knows his wife is like fucking this beautiful guy but the beautiful guy is also his best friend and like his only friend like Ugh. it's a yeah, great just like, like yeah <laughs> it's a great movie of like exchanged glances and of people like just kind of leaving the room and then people silently looking at each other like well he knows but like we are gonna fuck <laughs> i cannot wait to watch this movie oh I, 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 yeah when you texted me i went to look it up and then i was like i don't have time before this but now i yeah. definitely I'm watch <laughs> yeah it's I, really good <laughs> i hate both of these men uh <laughs> oh you're gonna hate them even more when you see the movie because i mean they're both like big pieces of shit like they are like everyone in the movie is terrible except for mo mo is just sad and like it's yeah it's it's a bleak bleak movie but it is also so good i think with the exception of chung king express i hate every man that's been mentioned in this pairing <laughs> uh <laughs> section in the movies of in this pairing <laughs> section um god fair uh, enough <laughs> <laughs> well man i think that we got some really good pairings here uh -huh. um i agree this is a great yeah. movie day yeah seriously i know i've like i've got so many things to watch and rewatch but um we're gonna be so sad at the end of this yeah right? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, relationships are nothing nobody matters love isn't real right? <laughs> forget it well you know oh. now that we've like you know gotten our our bummer uh thoughts about relationships out uh let's do something a little more fun which is a little quiz <laughs> <laughs> as always this quiz is incredibly stupid so <laughs> in this quiz this is called the quiz by night love <laughs> so, it yes, love it the is. title thank you uh so these are all movies that have the word night in the title <laughs> So Love it. Give, <laughs> I will give you a description of the movie, uh, and you have to tell me what is the title of this film, and uh, just buzz in by saying your name, and whoever whoever gets boy. it first. Oh boy! Go ahead and guess. All right, I I tried to make it not not too too hard, too bad, but we'll see. <laughs> All right. We'll see how you don't know yeah. how stupid I am. Yeah, I know seventeen movie titles. We'll see how this goes. <laughs> all right, so these are all movies with the word night somewhere in the title. All right. Okay. Number one. If you thought you wouldn't like this film, your defenses will fall like the walls of Jericho when you see the leading lady's traffic stopping ankle. Uh, walls of Jericho. It's a line in the movie. Huh. She puts out her ankle and stops traffic. Oh my god, is this a Claudette Colbert movie? It is. Uh, oh my god, I've, I've seen this. I know that I actually really like this movie. What the fuck is it called? Yeah, though? it's really good. <laughs> yeah, Claudette Colbert, um, Clark Gable. That's right. I really, really like this movie. Oh my god, <laughs> it's got I'm, night in the title. I know that. <laughs> I'm like so horribly underqualified for this. So 
I'm actually just going to be making I just, up. I, I, I can describe many scenes in this movie. Yeah. I just, just, like, just, um, just describe the entire thing from start to finish, just without right. the title uh, card. Wait, wait, the, the scene where they're sharing the motel room for the night, mm-hmm. and they have to like pull the clothes up, and then yeah, yeah it's, like, it's the walls of Jericho. Uh, <laughs> nighttime, into the night, uh, ankle night. Ain't uh, ankle night like, is. <laughs> yeah, it's like a really short title. Okay, I'm going to give this one to Halle because I think that knowing <laughs> literally everything about the movie except the title counts. <laughs> so this is 1934's It Happened One Night. It, it happened, happened One Night. night. Oh okay. Oh, thank you. Point to Halle. Oh, I don't know. What? Did they? Is there an, they is there a... He was asking if there was a remake, but I think this is just kind of know. like the... Oh, I, don't, I don't think there ever should be. That movie no. is perfect. But it's yeah. also just kind of like the romantic comedy so i think that like it's just you know oh a man and a woman got stuck on a trip together yeah (laughs) yeah it's like every every romantic comedy trope started in this movie yeah exactly (laughs) yeah no i it really i haven't seen it in a very long time but i used to really love that movie yeah it's a blast yeah no that one's really fun okay number two okay in 1969 everyone be talking at you about this X-rated new Hollywood classic. Everyone would be year? talking what, at what you. In, in what year? Say that again. In 1969. 1969. 1969. And it's X-rated. X-rated. Everybody's talking. Everybody's wow, 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 talking. wow, 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 I haven't seen that one. Really good. That one. But it, this, oh, I feel like guys. this is a Shelley. This is a Shelley classic, right? This is a Shelley classic. This oh. is a. Okay, okay. Is John Voight in this? John Voight is in it. Oh, yeah. they're so sad and gay. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, this is the Shelley classic. <laughs> New York is so dirty in it. <laughs> it's great. They're so sad and gay. And that was a bit of a trick question because it was midnight rather than just night. So mm. very good job, Michael. I'm very yeah, impressed. Yeah, yeah, oh. smart. <laughs> so smart. All right. Number oh. three. Well, you can tell by the way he uses his walk that the main oh, character of ding. this movie, uh-huh. <laughs> it's Saturday Night Fever. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna going to finish with has an elevated temperature for a specific day of the week. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> this is smart. I don't know why you would say this is dumb. Yeah, these, are, these are solidly smart questions. These Jeff. are smart <laughs> questions. You are clearly an Oxford educated human being. Yeah, a movie aficionado <laughs> educated <in> Oxford. <laughs> yeah, this is what my student loan debt is for. <laughs> this is what it's all about. Honestly, it's not, you know, what else, what better use could it go to? I yeah. mean, it is a creative writing degree, let's be real. Look, we <laughs> this got is 15, about the most practical use. <laughs> we got 15 more I'm years left. Like, I'm the learning how to garden. I'm like, like, my master's degree means nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I went to school for communications. Like, it yeah. what? <laughs> a joke. You're doing you're doing it so good. You're communicating yeah. like so good. Thank you so yes. much. <laughs> we are understanding and comprehending everything you're saying. So yes. you're doing great. Oh. Beautiful. All right. So it's two Michael, one Halle. <laughs> Number four. Shelley Winters sleeps with the fishes in this film from a one-time director slash iconic actor starring one of Hollywood's great potheads. This is a movie from what year is this actually? Let me see. Uh, uh, uh. 
think it's 55, 1955. One time director. Shelly, Shelly oh, Winters. Name movie where Shelly Winters sleeps with the fishes. Yeah. <laughs> she ends up in a car at the bottom of a lake. Um, the, let's see, Lillian Gish, the famous silent film actor is also right. in it. Only film by this director writer uh or the actor director played uh quasimodo famously <laughs> oh okay so this well, is line... famously that's like a i don't know for me that's an <laughs> yeah. he famously was ugly uh, so this is a uh, this is of hate on yep or no not uh. love not Mancini, uh charles lawton oh okay 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 yeah love hate on the knuckles uh originated in this movie or on the fingers I feel like the name of the Simpsons episode is Camp Fear. <laughs> Related to the love, you know what I mean? The, yeah. the like, this movie. I yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there are some references to this movie in the Cape Fear episode of, of the Simpsons. But I don't know, yeah, I don't know the actual, I couldn't tell you the actual movie. <laughs> All right, this one I think I'm going to have to give to you guys. This is Night of the Hunter. Oh, I was not going to get this. I was, yeah. There was no way. There was no way in hell. This is one... I, Holly, I think you especially would love this one. It's really. I, think it was, I will say, once you say, again, I I know references from it, and when you say yeah. the title, I'm like, that's a title that people have told to me a few times, but I yeah, have not yeah. Yet. Oh, it's one of my favorite movies. It's like such a shame that Charles Lawton never made another movie because it is. Is it truly... on Criterion? Is it I think it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, no, this is one. It's because it's. Oh my god, it's it's like a little like gothic fairy tale. It's like. Oh, it's beautiful. And yeah, mm. and, uh, one of the clues, famous pothead, Robert Mitchum, known for mm. smoking the ganja. I really like Robert Mitchum. I like I him more now. I didn't know that at all. Oh. He is great. Yeah, he, he got arrested like, many times. <laughs> he can be a dream blunt rotation. You know what I mean? I think yeah. Robert Mitchum would be so fun to smoke with. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. He'd be amazing. <laughs> Gosh. All right. Our last. I like, yeah. I, I will say just one more tangent. I really, mm. Robert Mitchum and Robert Ryan are in a couple movies together, and they mm. are always very good. Like, I can't think of titles now, but I can find them. And they're yeah. there's, like, there's one where um, Robert Mitchum plays like a, a like a, an arm, a army man returned home and like mm. catches Robert Ryan, who is a murderer. Like, oh, I don't know, it's, it's oh this sounds very familiar. Oh, God, that's going to kill me. Um, I know. Me too. That's anyway. fine. Yeah. <laughs> After we finish yeah, recording, we'll be Googling. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm already Googling. I'm like oh my God. adding to my letterbox <laughs> list as we've been talking this whole episode. I was like, there's some really good shit here. I love it. Um, <laughs> okay. All right. Fifth and final question. Lord. This movie is about a certain spooky doctor on her way to a certain place at a certain time. Uh, <laughs> this is, so she's spooky. Um, it's in black and white. It's a relatively oh. recent movie. Dochtar, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, is the is the key. I think. I there. know. What you're, I know. I think. I know <laughs> certain place and a certain time. Yeah, she's like a. Um, she's a, a girl walks home alone at night. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, again, I know the movie. I 100 knew the movie, uh, and then I was like, I gotta get the title though. Yeah, and many a long title in this one. I well, really you, doctor, I will say you did pronounce it right, and that was like a very helpful. Mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Nobody proud. remembers like actually what that movie's about, right? <laughs> Spooky vampires listening to old records. Uh, yeah. I think that's about <laughs> it. Just chilling, just vibes. Yeah, uh, sitting on right. a 50s car. Vibes. Yeah. I say most most Persian movies are 80 to 90 percent vibes you lots know? of yeah. vibes movies yes <laughs> well guys that was beautiful and you are tied so I guess you're both brilliant um movies with the word night in them yeah. scholars yeah. I love yeah. ending with a tie uh it's beautiful. As, a, 
as a person who loves pers- participation medals and uh, oh, 100%. trophies. Oh my yes. god. Or like, yeah, my my like my anarchist impulse is like we all win. Yeah. Yes, yeah, exactly. It's like hey, we're all here. We're all no, here. Fine, you win too. Like, yeah. It's fine. <laughs> that is beautiful. And on that note, Halle, where can people find you? And do you have anything interesting coming up that they should look out for? Well, not in the, I, I don't have anything coming up because I have to rebuild an entire body of work having left uh, sure. the theater recently. But I will say, just because this seems like the pod for it, um, mm-hmm. I'm working on a series of romance novels that I'm going to be very excited about set in a fictional oh town. But also, right, like like the labor organizers here who can't make more than $15 an hour. Like, the, you oh know, the, the like, so I'm excited about that. Hopefully next year we'll have some news on that. Um, but in the meantime, I'm, I'm really only left on Instagram these days. You yeah. can find me at Hale Roshan, but. You know, if you want to see a lot of pictures of my garden and my dog, that's about yeah. it. Oh my god, they are great pictures, to be honest, and they will I make mean, you I want really, to leave I New love York. My garden and my yeah. dog. I think everybody, but uh, yeah, writing stuff next year, I'll keep you posted. Oh my so god, excited. please do. I this yeah. sounds like my shit, and it also sounds like my mom's shit, and I gotta <laughs> tell her <laughs> about. This is, so this right, this is the secret: is like we all really like romance novels in secret, and then we start talking about it, and we're like, wait, we all really like this. Like, <laughs> nah, my, we, my mom we, really likes this. My dad really like like you know like everybody's like a little into this. So. Yes. they're fucking fun oh like right i'm a little tired like i i spent so many years in the theater trying to make a difference you know what i mean like say yeah. something like, have a message and now i'm like the message is we all need to get our shit together about climate change because this is happening and like yeah. there's nothing else that matters and yeah. so let's rebuild the levels in the meantime while we learn how to garden like, yes yeah. yeah. yep i <laughs> well speaking of you should also look up holly's plays they are fantastic yes, I, thank you so much. Yes. yes. <laughs> there are no shout out to my old employer who doesn't exist anymore, but drama, they are, I have a couple of plays published by Drama Display Service um, that you can buy there. Or yeah, I'll send you PDFs. I don't mind. Yeah. Oh my God. I yeah, cannot wait. Either way, to... read them. They are great. <laughs> thank you. Yes. And this was, so, you guys, this is so fun. I love talking. Um, there is, I think, back to like romance novels and like people who are hot are actually the conversations that we need to be having these days yeah. because we're very sad and we're very tired. And oh, like, yeah. Crushes are the only fun thing left, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, this is why we exist. Because I, I'm, I'm, I'm a full-on supporter, acolyte of everyone is hot. Oh, oh my god. Oh, this is. I'm, I'm reading your play titles like right now, and I'm like over the fucking moon for. Uh, uh, I'm over I, the moon that you're over the moon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, this was so fucking fun. We are definitely having you back to talk about westerns. I cannot oh wait. God, I need, yes, I can't wait to. Yeah, that'll be so fun. And um, like you guys are fully invited to Durango, Colorado, where yes. uh, Louis. I will say, uh, speaking of westerns, Louis Louis Lamore wrote all of his mm-hmm. books here. Oh so, my like, god, it's an old west now. You know what I mean? We've still got we still shit. got some of those vibes. So yeah, come visit anytime. We can do a you know pod from destination oh my god yes on site in durango let's go (laughs) everyone is hot on site in durango one day literally we have to do this (laughs) i'm like booking my ticket (laughs) you know you can write it off on your taxes this is true oh my god we gotta be writing off on our taxes we're not writing off anything we're not writing enough off on our taxes oh my god everything right yeah if you guys drank coffee today you should write this off as a business oh Oh my Michael, god! We gotta form an LLC. We gotta. Oh do- my god! My weed uh, that yeah. I smoked right before yeah. this. I gotta write all of it off. Yeah. It's the era of grifters. You guys get in on this. I've been grifting. We are behind the curve. We've been grifting. All right, all right. I've been, I've been yeah, grifting. Just, like, consolidate your grifts, you know. Uh, but this sounds like a good grift. <laughs> this is a good grift. Oh my god! Well, this was absolutely delightful. Thank you so much for being here, Thank Michael. You, yes. Where can people find us? Uh, so y'all can find us on all social media at Everyone Is Hot Pod. That's every number one is hot pod. 
And wherever you can uh, rate us, rate us five stars. Uh, anything yeah. less than that uh, will get you will get you canned. We'll um, punch your lights out. We'll punch your fucking <laughs> lights out. Um, <laughs> Beautiful. And, yes. and what should people do, Michael? Stay horny. Horny. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.